Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the Daft of Scottish Football Podcast around my name, Stephen Purden, and let's welcome the team. First, a man who has written to Santa Claus this year asking for a new Celtic manager for Christmas. It is Chris Toll. How are you, my man? Santa baby, slip a manager under the tree for me. That's lovely, mate. That's all I want. That's all I want, mate. It's just, honestly... <laughs> Come on, Do you know what the best part is, mate? I fucking love this song. <laughs> Come on, mate, sing it with me. I don't know the words to this, I only know the chorus. And the longer it goes on, the, the more awkward it gets. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Right, do you know what? I'm sorry, mate. I've been mad at that. You're you've sorry. got, you've got, to, you've got to take your medicine, honey. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have took it for the last nine years, so I can take it for a few months. Aye. <laughs> right, I like the weekend that defiant fucking jab back. That's it. That's it. You know, you got it. You got it. But mate, before we get into it, where's Grado? Do you know what? He, Stevie, he went out to film with Susan, <laughs> Susan Kalman yesterday. Aye. He's ended up partying with Deacon Blue. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a flight somewhere. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's on no. a flight to Yemen. <laughs> he's, unfortunately, his BBC duties have curtailed his, his involvement in today's proceedings, but you can all see that on Hugmini, BBC One. Aye, aye, and the show here must go on. It must Absolutely. go on. We're, we're the best I mean? too, anyway. We always see what, it. Have we not just broke a wee bit of kayfabe there by te- revealing to everyone that they're filming the Hogmanay programme in fucking December? I don't, I don't, I don't work for the BBC. I don't give a fuck. Aye, cut that out, John. I think I think everybody. I, I think they actually put up on on the internet that they were they were filming stuff now. So I don't know well, if that is kayfabe. Well, what about it later, mate? What about it? Wait, wait till we get to see exactly. the system later. Exactly. Right. What has been happening in Scottish football? What's been going on, man? Right. Well, we recorded this on Tuesday <sighs> afternoon. Neil Lennon. Is still the Celtic manager and has been backed by the board, who released yet another statement on Monday. What's your feelings to that, Toe? You know that way, like, I, I feel as if Celtic are trying to break all the Rangers' records. You know? Do, you know, do you know what? See, before and, we get to it, right, I'll just read a wee snippet, right? Right? There's a wee snippet, right? The board has come to the conclusion that our collective objective is best served by continuing to support Neil and his team as they seek solutions for those challenges. Whilst it has been suggested that it's time for a change at this stage in the season, the board believes that Neil and his management team are best placed to turn the team's performances around and lead us on to success. The board continues to work closely with Neil and his team to support them as they seek to do so and progress will be reviewed in the new year. Right, first, the first thing I want to touch on that is who's, uh, what do you call it, whose collective objective is it that they're talking about here? Well, they're right, always you, right, their, their collective objective is their fucking divvy at the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. their objective. All, they, all they're there for is the money. 
right? It's mm-hmm. no, it, it's embarrassing, mate. It, see, as a, as a Rangers fan yourself, you know, you've been through a lot of fucking hard time, much harder than we're going through now, if we're honest, we are so right, in the, in the last few years. But I don't, I don't remember Rangers fans kicking down fucking fences and stuff like that, but I also don't remember the Rangers board coming out and just pouring a pile of shit like that out into the into the universe. See, <laughs> this is it's so it's weird because it just shows the the disjointment and the complete detachedness of the, the Celtic board from the Celtic support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll tell you something right now. See if Neil Lennon wasn't the Celtic manager and somebody was in doing the job that he was doing, Neil Lennon would be the first person to say, uh, it's time for a change. So Aye, 100%. he needs to be a man. If they're not going to do the business and get rid of him, he needs to be a man and fucking walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bottom line, it, man. That's the bottom but line. Will Neil Lennon be the Celtic manager coming New Year? I think that statement there's pretty telling. And I, and I spoke to John about this last night when he got me out of my bed to do Celtic daft. Um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was uh, the, the last line there that you said, progress will be reviewed in the new year. We don't have to the new year, Stevie. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah, have yeah. to the new year. Uh, if I'm going to be 100% honest, and I think any, any honest Celtic fan would agree with me, for me, it looks as if it's gone already. Now, it's... It's completely doable. It's it's retrievable, right? It is retrievable. We if we win our games in hand, right? We go ex- seven behind, and there's three old firm games to go. Right now, I don't fancy Celtic to beat Rangers three times. I, maybe maybe once, maybe get a couple of draws. I don't know, but I, I just the way Rangers are playing now, I don't see Celtic uh, being able to cope with them, especially the tempo that Rangers play at. Celtic's defence would be all over the fucking shop right at this precise moment in time. Mm-hmm. So if we can manage to get somebody in, steady the ship, shore up that defence, make sure everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet, for want of a better phrase, and just huh. have a right good fucking go at it. You know what I mean? But I just don't think when I think Lennon's disenchanted with the players, I think the Aye. players are disenchanted with Lennon. And I think everybody's just disenchanted with our sport now. And you know something, it's a shame because he's been a great servant for Celtic, but I can't wait to see the back of Peter Lowell. I really right. can't. And the end of the season can't come quick enough for me. Who, who's your man? Who do you want in the now? If that's, if that's the Lennon's question. To go, say Lennon's to go tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got, as you say, you've got their games in Horn. You go seven points behind. You've started to play us three times. Who comes in? Who do you, you know want? I say, Stevie. Give it Giggsy to end it season. Give it Giggsy. Give it Giggsy <laughs> to end it season. Giggsy's no. got enough problems going on there. <laughs> Give it Giggsy. Lock your wife away. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, see, looking at who's available, um, there's not there's not a huge amount of uh, available talent there to bring in. There's not a lot a huge amount of people who are going to be looking at this job right now and thinking, oh, aye, that looks good. I fancy that. So the the worrying part for me is, I think if he does go, we're going to we're going to look in house, and it's going to be Kennedy and Scott Brown, or we look at the old pals act, which Celtic are fucking famous for, and we bring in a striking or a fucking Martin O'Neill or something like that. And I know there's been I was listening to the phone in, 
um, this week the uh, on the radio and somebody came on absolutely champing at the bit for Martin O'Neill to get a job. Now, I don't know about you, but the last time Martin O'Neill had a successful football team, it was Celtic. Celtic. He's after left Celtic, man. He's he's done nothing. It's a, he's kind of foot, football's evolved a wee bit. The coaching side it's evolved, and O'Neill's kind of don't get he's me a, He's a relic, mate. Let's be ah, honest. What he done was phenomenal. What I mean, and he was a man manager. He was the right yeah. man in the right Aye. place at the right time, and Aye. all the all the stars aligned, and and he's a legend at Celtic because of that, right? But mm. he's not the right man for the job at this precise moment in time. We need somebody that's going to come in, galvanize the team, um bring forward thinking ideas to the club because that's what we've been missing since Rogers left and I, I don't know if I've said it before but I and I don't know how much it would cost but I would I'd shake a tree and have a go for, for Chris Davies I don't know if I've said it before he's he's Rogers' right hand man I know my mate goes on about that a lot says he's, he's like kind of what Michael Beale is to us isn't he uh, and you know it's maybe time he might feel that it might be time for him to step out of Rogers' shadow and and stand on his own two feet and he knows the club which is a which is a huge thing but he's not a Celtic man as such so mm-hmm. you know that, that, that's the way I'm that's the way I'm wrestling now Eddie Howe and folk like Rafa Benitez and all that, that's all pie in the sky. None of them are going to want to come to Celtic just now. But you see, if you is, it but, his... is it but? Celtic's a huge name. Happened. It's a huge Aye, name, Steve. And look what happened after we beat he's in the semi-final, right, the Scottish Cup that season. Dermot mm. Desmond went out and go, Brendan Rodgers. Now, I heard Keevan's talking last night and he's saying, well, Celtic go and do something like that, will they? So, is Eddie, is Eddie Howe pie in the sky? Is he? How... What's, what's he done that makes him less, what, what makes him more unrealistic to come to Celtic and what Rodgers was? I think even though he lost his job at Bournemouth, I think if you look at what he done with the club, he took them from... Aye, but, aye, but look, look, look what Rodgers done. Look what Rodgers done. And then he came to Celtic. He nearly aye. won the title with Liverpool. Aye, well, that's true. That's true. But the thing is, Rodgers is, Rodgers had Liverpool in a position where they were winning the league and it, he fucked it, basically. It, not through any fault he's own. Right, but if, if they did fuck it, right, and his stock in English football dropped dramatically, right, nobody wanted him, if you remember, Stevie. Now, Eddie Howe, for some reason, even though Ormouth got relegated, he's still, his stock is still very, very, very high down in England. People, are, want, people are wanting him as the England manager, mate. You know what I mean? Even though Southgate's doing a decent job, they want Eddie Howe in. Now, see... I can see Eddie Howe at a West Ham or something like that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I, if, you, if you're Eddie Howe, do you look at what Brendan Rodgers done and see that his stock after Celtic was so high? Maybe. He got himself back into a Premier League team. Mm-hmm. But the big question here is, does Dermot Desmond go, right, I'm sick of this. I'm going to open the checkbook because Eddie Howe's not going to be on the same sort of wage that Neil Lennon's on. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. But you, I, never know, I, I you never know, mate. You never know. You never know, man. Point. But mate, I just I hope it continues. Is it is because my Sunday evenings have been tremendous the past. Thursdays and Sundays, aye, it's been great, man. It's been brilliant. But anyway, the draw's been made for Scotland's World Cup qualifying group. They'll be up against Denmark, Austria, the Faroe Islands, Moldova, and wait for it, Israel again. Oh, if we get Israel, we've not played them again. I know, again, man. Steve Clark says he's happy, but weary. What do you make your chances, Majink? I fancy, fancy that. that. 
I fancy that. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. I fancy that. Do you know what, man? I can see us up at four in the morning doing a fucking football daft Scotland thing when we qualify for that, man. Fucking Dean Spinner and he's in the living room floor. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his ass. That's doable, isn't it? That is doable. <laughs> you never know. It really is. Do you know what? Uh, Israel, they're no great shakes. We've played them a few times recently. Mm-hmm. Austria are a decent side. Fairway Island's in Moldova. That should be six, shouldn't it? You'd, you'd like to think so anyway. If it's not, Aye, it all depends what Scotland turns up, you know. Aye, it all depends exactly. what Scotland turns up. What about the old nationwide building society? You seen them in the old socials these days, too? Uh, do you know what? Um, as you know, I'm not on the socials, Aye. I'm just reading this here now. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right, they must have been wondering what was going on this week because with two of the employees named after Rangers players working on their social media team, they tweeted this right Good morning, everyone. Kamara and Jack here to answer any queries you have this cold Friday morning. Has everyone started their Christmas shopping? The Kamara um, and Jack. This, this must have been, I bet you the responses was, to this were fucking hilarious. Amazing. Rangers fans jumped straight in with some brilliant responses. One of them was CF3 Loyal asked, how important has Stephen Davis been to your development? And will you be trying any Rabonas? And the bank replied to that to say, thanks for tweeting Glenn, Kamara and Ryan Jack. Rangers' very own Iniesta and Jaffe. Loudrup's hair added, what a magnificent pairing. Jack and Kamara, a solid base to build a beautiful future. Are you looking forward to Euro 2020 next summer? <laughs> the railway, the railway bears asked, which shift are Arfield and Davis on? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Probably Celtic there. players have been tweeting for Airdrie Savings Bank. <laughs> 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 oh bro man right so this week on the show the football daft open line is on as we invite you on to the show to speak to myself Stephen Kevins, Graham Greedy couldn't make it but Chris Delahunt's here and remember anything goes as shown last week when we discovered that Alan McLaren has a massive bobby and Alex from Trademate Sports has some top tips for bookie bashing this weekend and on the big question we want to know what is the most random bit of football memorabilia you have and on the show this week we caught up with Scotland, Chelsea, Everton, Kilmarnock and Motherwell winger Pat Nevin who was excellent with a brilliant chat with him as we talked about his new book and getting subbed off in a game to go and see New Order. Aye, and also penalty kicks. <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, a man who knows all about road traffic accidents this week since he's been doing the travel in the morning on Go Radio is Grado. But it's pure shite that Grado isn't here this week because he'd have been oh. perfect for this, wouldn't he? Would what, what a segue that would have been. Aye, that's, that's just what a wee smooth transition right into that if he was here. But it's... he's not here. Fucking about with Susan Calman and fucking Deacon Blue, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, Macintosh, mate. My first on-screen kiss. I've I've got a question, Stevie. Right? Did yes. you know, when you're doing an on-screen kiss? Do you, I've done do you plenty go, of them, John. Do you, do you go full on? Do you go? Do you, do you throw in a wee tongue in that, or is it, how does it work? No, no, no it's, it's bad etiquette, mate. That's bad etiquette. How does well, it work? It's just basically it's, a, it's like a remember. It's like a winch that you used to get at the school disco back in the day. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you never. There's no. There's no tongues, mate. I tell no, you no, what. This is this is an exclusive I'm about to give. Right, I filmed once for Scott Squad 
for the for the Hogmanay special, right? And the sections had to be one minute long and mines went over, so it never got used. Mm-hmm. And I had to win Sally. <laughs> Sally Sally have it? Aye. No way. Did you win Shaw? Uh, we, we kissed on oh, aye, we, aye, we, we, we oh, filmed the scene, we filmed the scene, but aye, aye, class, man. Sally plays Scarlet in River City, John. Right. Ah, right, 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 right. No, 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 no,
Alright, Gredo's just a... He, he's... He likes the lifestyle of a pundit. But he what doesn't like the actual he's work, ha- you know? He's hanging about with Susan Carmen. I mean, that's the right, lifestyle right, of a right, pundit right, right now, you know? I'll Susan's be honest with you, I've not got the first fucking idea who that bird is. And I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that showbiz. You've seen her on. She's on a bank. Oh, mate, she does. She does say Bank of Scotland, have you? Bank of Scotland. She does. Oh, how old? How old do respects? I know him. No, no. That's for fucking. (laughs) That's for for maybe the fucking era. The fucking. Would you call it the pro club fucking playoff thing this year? (laughs) I know we're getting off point here, but mind when Howard uh, awarded the trophy to Rangers. That's right. (laughs) Did any see him on? Did any see him on celebrity first dates or just first dates? No. Get out of watch, man. Brilliant. Anyway. You could talk about Howard for, for the bank adverts and awarding the, the Trophy Rangers if you want to come on openly, that'd be great. Uh, but let's go to our first caller today, and it is Ian Milne, who's our Rangers supporter. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing great, yous. You doing good, mate. mate. Good to see you. I've seen you before, haven't I? Yeah, Rangers staff beforehand. Rangers my, middle name's Mc, my middle name's McCoist. That's, that's right, that's that right. Your middle name's McCoist? Aye, Aye. well, that's one of my amazing. middle names. There's, I'm there's just, only one Rangers-related middle name, but that's McCoist. I'm just going to keep I've, calling you McCoisty. Right, cool. I'm happy my, with that. My middle name's Van Hoydonk. So is Gredos. I was on the phone to did Paul this morning, man. My middle name's Gerard now. Oh. <laughs> that's good. That's, Gerard, a good that's a good Catholic name, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <Tell> me. <Aye. laughs> Melanie... What would you like to say to the boys? Right, I'm a big still game fan, and I was thinking it myself, right? I'm a big still game fan. Do you guys like still game? I do, I love still game. Right. Never heard yet. Steven, you, <laughs> you, you must have been in still game, have you know? No, we've spoken about this, John. He's the only Scottish person that wasn't in it. Me, him, I, and Gredo. I, <laughs> I wasn't in it. I done the voiceover for when it was on BBC One. One of the series I done the voiceover, and I was never quite good enough to get a part in the actual show, though. Oh, I mean, that's a shame. It went, it went, it went to Scott Reed. I mean, Methadone. Oh, he met a Methadone Mick, wasn't it? Uh, and Jordan we, Young. We, we don't Jordan talk Young. about him. Jordan who? Jordan Young was the guy that never heard him, mate. Never heard him. Never heard him. Never heard him. Never heard him. Right, hey, sorry, Melanie. What do you want to say? The question is, right? What? What still game character reminds you most of you? For me, it has got to be Isa because I'm a bit of gobshite. I like to hear all the news. I like to hear like the gossip stuff. So, which still game character does do you does reminds you most of you? See, oh, this is question. this is a good question, right? Mm-hmm. right. I think all of us have got a wee bit of eyes on us, haven't we? If we're being honest, we love we love a bit of gossip, don't we? We love a bit of oh, gossip. Oh fuck, I Obviously, having I don't know if you know this, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I've had pubs, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Gavin Mitchell's a good friend of mine as well, so I'm going to go with Bobby the Barman. No. Yep. Uh, I, I would probably, in my older age, the way I'm getting, uh, my wife likes to remind me that I'm, I can be quite fucking miserable at times, so I'm going to go with Tam. Because every time she goes, she goes out, man, a wee notification pops up. This has been spent in fucking River Island and that's been spent. I'm like, what are you doing? Spend the money. So I'll go with Tam, right? I don't know, mate, because I've, I've, seen, I've seen your man caving that. You've fought yourself hunters a fancy shit. Aye, that's know. all right. But it's when she goes in a fucking shopping spree this Saturday afternoon. That's the only good thing about this lockdown, Caper. The shops are shut. Yeah. I'll go with Tam. There go we go, Tam. Melanie. Right. 
That was a good question, but Milne, cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. Sorry, mate, I'll get your name. See you later on, Coisty. Bye. See you, Coisty. Next door up is Davey. How's it going, lads? All right? Not bad, man. How are you? You okay? No, I'm not bad. Not bad. Nice to see you again. Good looking fella. Good looking fella. Handsome boy, man. Handsome boy on the show. Putting me in total to shame. I'm trying done. to grow one of the beards too, Davey, but I'm just not getting there. It looks like you've ever seen Team America when they try to dress him up as a jihadi. See if you get the beard dye, though. It fell in for you, right? Is it real? Oh, oh, nice think one. I always have one like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you a, you're a Hibs fan? Happy, mate, aye. Um, Davey, what would you like to say to the boys? Uh, I've just got a question for Toll, to be honest. Yes, mate. Uh, obviously, Neil Lennon's obviously coming under a bit of stick, stick now. Aye. Um, I feel like, obviously, I'm a Hibs fan, he's managed the Hibs. See, whenever he's been through a tough period at a club and he's had to rebuild his own squad, mm-hmm. I feel like no matter where he's been, he's sort of followed the same suit that's coming now. I mean, if you look at when he was at Celtic the first time, he got out and I think it was Ronnie Dyla that came in. Yes. And look at the shite he tried to rebuild Celtic with. Yep. And then obviously, uh, you can write Bolton off because of the financial issues. And then when he was at Hibs, for the two seasons, it was all right, but it was Alan Stubbs that kind of brought the squad. Yep. As soon as the nucleus left and he had to build his own squad, like I remember going to Kilmarnock away and we played 4-4-2 with seven defenders on the park. Do you know what? I would I would agree with you to a certain point. The only reason that I, I kind of disagree a wee bit is when, when Lennon first came into Celtic, he was left with a puddle of shite. Is that Tony Moby? Aye, he built that. He built the team back up and and done it himself. But I'm a big believer that the minute the shit hits the fan for Lenny, he cuts and runs. Aye, and he makes his excuses. Let's see the whole thing. I think, I think his exit for Hibs was very much fucking produced by himself. You know, it was concocted by himself. He's he's went in. He's created a problem in the dressing room. To be perfectly honest, and he's he's fucked off. When, when the shit's hit the fan. Um yeah. same same can same kind of thing happened with Bolton. What I will say is the Bolton fans hold him in high high regard because of what he'd done for the club when they were going through that financial yeah. period. You know, he played he paid all the backroom staff out of his I own pocket when he was there. And you know, it, that shows you the measure of the man himself, right? And I'll always have a lot of a lot of uh, regard for Neil Lennon as a Celtic legend, but I completely agree with you. I think he kind of manufactures his exit for clubs I mean, before. I remember before when he was at Hibs. I remember he was at Hibs and we were going for second place. And um, Ken, we got beat off of Hearts about a week a week before it. Mm. And he went missing for like two or three days. So that Ken, as a manager of a club like Hibs, like Hibs are a big club in Scotland as well. It was sort of made about him. And then even at the weekend, like we went, we were 3-0 up against Rangers. And I think it was like 18 minutes or something. Like Ken, Was that the five each game? Five each, aye. Well, well, three not. If we beat Rangers, I think if we beat Rangers five now, we would have, we would have finished second. If Aberdeen had a good beat off the Celtic, and then about an hour on in the game, we were five three down. <laughs> Came what I mean? Aye, it didn't matter anyway because Aberdeen beat us that day. If I remember correctly. Aye, aye, that's true. But getting back to the original point, I just feel like whenever Lennon's had to build up his aim, he's aye. Been like I tell you, I tell you what, I will say, Davey, see the rebuilding job that's going to be left for whoever follows him. It's absolutely. Astronomical. I feel like uh, Mikael Lustig. I feel like letting him go was absolutely terrible, um, especially in a I, season like this. Especially in a season like this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I totally agree with you. Lustig. Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon as well, John. Two two very respected members of the yeah. squad. Especially um, Lustig because he was there. Was he at Lennon? He was at Lennon's first tenure as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, I think. 
Neil Lennon signed him in his first his first right. tenure. I might be wrong, you know what? But I feel as if Mikko Lustig had been there for about twenty five years. Um, it, it, it feels like the now. I mean, Scott Brown. I look at that Celtic team: Scott Brown, Callum McGregor. Like we played you a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't really scared to playing Celtic. Nobody but, is in now, mate. Nobody that, is in now, and there's a good there's good reason behind it. I think I think the tide the tide has swung massively. That like in the now, if you're playing Rangers, it's like shit. We're playing Rangers. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as of now, even last season as well, I mean, I think in terms of product on the park, Rangers were probably just as good as Celtic on the park. It's just Celtic, whenever they had a blip, they maybe bounced back right away. Right, it was after the Ferry Faros game, he came out and said, There's players that don't want to beat this club. They should have been right. Away. See, as soon as he said that, you've got a problem. Right, Aye. see if that was true, you keep that in house. Absolutely. See if it's no true and he's making it up as a fucking get out of jail cup. Either or, you've got a problem right away. You see the players that don't want to be there, they'll know what to be there even more now that you've fucking came out and said that in a post, post-match interview. Do you know what I mean? So, Aye, I completely problem, agree right? with you, mate. I completely yeah. agree with you. And also, like you were touching on a second ago, David, see the... Uh, I we need to... There's a, there's a... What was the word they used? A culture? We need to change aye. the culture around the club aye. or something like that, wouldn't it? Aye, aye, now, aye. For me, the manager's the person that puts the culture in the, at the club in place. Right? So, it's he's either... For me, that means he's either lost the dressing room or the culture that he originally brought in is no longer working and it's his fault. Yeah. So, you know, I don't see any way how this, how this ends with Neil Lennon still sitting in that seat. I feel like the fact that the board have came out and backed Neil Lennon, now it's obvious like the, the back, whether Gavin Strachan was for him or no, it's obvious that he's not got the backroom team that he wants. No, I'm starting to think you're a Celtic supporter, Davey. I think you're kidding on you. Nah, it's like it was the same, um, it was the same at uh, Hibs as well, I thought, to last season because Grant Murray looked like he had a job for life and that was really bugging the shit out of me. But he's kind of, yeah, uh, he's moved up the pastures now. So I think this COVID thing would be the best thing that could have happened to get him out of Hibs, but. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the best thing that could have happened, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> thank God this COVID's happened. We've got Grant Murray out. <laughs> oh, honestly, honestly. Yeah, thank, thank God. 250,000 souls have perished, but we get rid of Grant Murray. <laughs> <laughs> David, did you want to ask Stephen something? Uh, aye. Um, I've got to ask you a question about River City today. And this is Go for it, mate. This Go isn't coming come for me. Uh, Missy just says, Are you the stalker? I can neither. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny, mate. I can't. No they can't turn shells out, Bob Hill. Nah. I so, yeah. David, no comment. Aye. Aye. <laughs> no Apollos interview, mate. Don't worry, David. Eh? No Apollos interview. <laughs> I know, mate, but it's... Aye, no. A lot of the BBC, mate. They're no far off that, mate. No, I mean, no <laughs> comment. Sure, right. when I'll you, be uh, in, it was for the BBC. You'll be in for a police interview at some point. <laughs> <laughs> when, do you, uh, when do you likely find out? Uh, I think it's this week you find out. I think oh, it's... Do I need to watch River City? Uh, it's, it's either tonight or next week. It's right. not him. He told us if it was him. It's not By him. the way, I tell you what, I hope it's no you because you see the amount of folk that will hate you after it and they'll stop That's listening true. to your show, Stevie. Oh, my God. <laughs> why, why, why do you play an on-screen Celtic fan anyway? What's the thing That's about that? down to uh, uh, my producer. Did you piss somebody off? friend also. No, he's just... <laughs> He's a good friend called Mark McCarty. Eh, I've known him for years. He's now a, he was a writer. He started as a writer, but he's a producer at the show. And when he first wrote for River City many, many years ago, 
he knew I was a big Rangers fan and he deliberately made me a second <laughs> I fan. I tell so, you what, Stephen, you should have a fucking Oscar. The fact that you... Mate, I'm sorry, I was going to say that, John. I was going to say that. It shows your Aye. range, mate. Oh, well mate, my, range, my, range, range. my range is consistently fucking average. Honestly, Some, mate. Some would say you're a Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, thanks very much for coming on. Um, Cheers, bud. Thank you very much, lads. You take it easy. Have a good Cheers, day. Right? You too, mate. All the best. Thank you very much to Davey. Uh, let's welcome our final core to the open line. It's Billy. I wonder who Billy supports. Oh, he's getting just there. We go. That's what you're after. That's what you're after. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, shit, yeah. I've got bigger problems in talking to a Rangers supporter, you're right enough. <laughs> Billy, welcome that... to the show. What would you like to say to the boys? Um, I was trying to think of different things, whether you ask a serious football question or just talk shit. Um, one that me and my mates talk about is where does Scott Brown sit when you think of his status. Is he a Celtic legend? Is he one of the best midfielders you've seen in the last 20 years? You're doing a top five. Where does he sit? I think it's quite a good debate to have because personally, I don't see him being in a top five. But maybe that's me. Of top, top five the last... Top five last... So let's put 20 years, last 20 years in Scottish football. I, I call it last 20 years. Where, where does he sit in the top five? Mid, midfielders of the millennium. Midfielders... Aye. Right, midfielders in the way, what does Scott Brown shoot? Top five, does he get into the top five, Chris? Just purely Celtic? Or... Not all our Scottish midfielders. Oh, Scottish midfielders, right, you've got Neil Lennon. He's not Scottish. Oh, right, I thought you meant in Scotland. No, no but to be fair, I did mean in Scotland, so oh, you can in chuck Scotland, it in. Right. Okay, I thought you meant Aye, so, so maybe you should fuck up, John, all right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Neil right, Lennon. Eight. Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Barry Ferguson for me is the best midfielder in the millennium. Aye. Nick, he's off. And I don't think that's through Rangers glasses. I think he's, oh, no. he's without a doubt. Better, he's he's without better 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 Scott Brown. Much better player than Scott Brown. Uh, yeah. I would say. Stillian Petrov. Yep. I'd have him in there. Before Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis would be above Brown. Aye. I would say. No so. doubt. Much um, better footballer. I think Fuck, this is a hard question, man. We've got 20 years worth of players to think about. It is, it's difficult. I feel like I'm missing out players. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm go with Paul Lambert. Yep. I was going to say him as well, mate. Uh, Paul Lambert's got to be mentioned. You've got... Well, I'm just going to say Russell Latapay and the fucking game's over by... <laughs> so that's, that, that's it. Yeah, man. Evander Snow. <laughs> <laughs> You're at it. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know who comes into it as well? Am I? And we didn't see that much of him up here, but Pedro Mendes. Billy just said that earlier on. He's in my eyes. He's, he's in my top five, ten, whatever you call it. I just, it's just, I, I look at Brown and I hear, obviously, if you look at medals, then he's going to look like he's right up there. But I just think he's probably the biggest benefactor of Rangers' demise. I, I can't. I don't think he would have what he had if Rangers were in the league. Well, right, mate, we seen him. We, before Rangers went down, man, he played for a Celtic team that played against us Aye. regularly, and I remember he was never the character or the leader that they say he was then. You know what I mean? But obviously he was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But like you say, his medals 
are on the table there. He's got the medals, but I Maybe do agree. Stefan Henshaw has got a European <clears throat> Cup winner's medal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, you need to remember his medals came in a time that are going to hopefully be like no other time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to see again. So. Right, so Chris, you wanted to say that Scott Brown isn't in the top five midfield players of the last me. 20 years, John. Come yeah. on, he's, he's only played for Celtic for 10, has he not? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of better players that have come through right. Scottish football than Scott Brown in the last 20 years. Is he in the top 10? Aye, aye, hey, I would probably say he's top 10. I probably without, without a doubt. And do you know who else? I know he's not really considered a midfielder, but I would say that James Forrest is probably uh, in the same boat as Brown, where he, it's, you know, he's got all of these medals and stuff like that, and he has been a great performer for Celtic, but he's just not... Scott Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, mate, don't, honestly, man. I'm never going to forget that one, mate. Listen, I, listen I, I, I t- I'm telling you now, I'd stand by that fucking statement and I don't get a damn what MD says. I miss that fucking guy so much, man. Honestly. So <laughs> definitely missing somebody. He's a, he's a missing, missing more than Sinclair, but I definitely We're, we're missing Brendan Rodgers, mate. That's who we're fucking missing, let's be honest. It's like that video's kicking about, I just want a bag of cans and I just want I Rogers Brendan Rodgers back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I hold my hands up. Everybody laughs like fuck at that guy, but he was the first Celtic player, Celtic fan to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just want a bag of cans and Rogers back. That's, That's all we want. <laughs> uh, Billy, thanks very much for coming on the open line. Cheers, Billy. Thanks a lot, Billy. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. See you later. See you later, bud. Thank you. Cheers. And we'll be back on the open line next week, hopefully with Grado if he isn't hanging out with another Scottish celebrity. So. Lads, I'm going to be honest with you, he's right. Um, have you heard all about this HBO Max thing that's happening in America in the now? Or the Warner Brothers stuff and all that's going to be going on to the internet. Every single movie that they're releasing next year is going on on the same day. And it's going mm-hmm. on to HBO Max, right? Yeah. First of all, I only recently realised that Warner Brothers owned HBO. Right? I didn't know that either, mate. Right? And secondly... I've just got myself a VPN now. Not uh, this is a hundred percent honesty coming right from my mouth here. I, I signed up for Express VPN purely because we had been advertising it, right? But mm-hmm. when on there, I'm going to get the HBO Max because you can sell it to America. Uh, mm-hmm. You just sign up, but there's also this new uh, service called Peacock Television, right? And it's free. And mm-hmm. it's by NBC in America, right? Okay. And see the amount of stuff that they've got on it for free. It's ridiculous. And the only way that you'll be able to get that here is by going through a VPN because it's not available in our country. Now, VPNs are totally above board and legal. Um, and the, see, to be honest with you, see where it opens up for you, um, like shopping overseas and stuff like that as well. Um, it's, it's just, it's tremendous. It really is. But the main thing that I use it for is my streaming. Now, if you're like myself and Stevie, I think yourself as well, uh, obviously we we try our best not to watch stuff that we shouldn't be watching online with, through nefarious mm-hmm. means. This allows us to watch it all totally legally and above board. Um, 
You can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in the other countries. It lets you change your online location so that you can control where you want sites to think that you're located rather than where you're located. So you open the app, select a location, you tap one button to connect. That's literally all it is. It's like a standby button. You click on it, you choose the country you want and you click on that button and that's you connected. Refresh the page and you can access thousands of new shows and movies like I was saying. You can choose for almost a hundred different countries. You can watch anime on Japanese, Netflix. This works with any streaming service as well. You can't get Hulu over here. See if you're a UK uh, expat and you can't get the BBC iPlayer, you can use ExpressVPN to get BBC iPlayer so that you can keep in touch with all your shows, all your EastEnders, all your, all your fucking cookery shows, MasterChef, all of that sort of thing. Um, and you can access uh, locked content on YouTube, which is uh, location locked. So sometimes you go onto YouTube and it will say, this video is not avail- available in your region. All you do right. is go onto your VPN, change the country to the region where that video is from, go back onto YouTube and Bob's your uncle, that's you, up and running. Um, so, right, the question is, why should you choose ExpressVPN over the other ones? Right, you can stream in HD, absolutely no problem, there's no buffering or lag, I've not run into one bit of issue, no, no issues with it whatsoever. Um, it's compatible with all your devices as well, your phones, your laptops, your media consoles, smart TVs, I use it on my Fire Stick, um, and it works absolutely perfectly. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data as well and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. Right, now, that sounds a wee bit dodgy, but it's no. Like I say, not everybody wants their ISP looking in and seeing what websites that they've been looking at and stuff like that, so you can use it for that. So go to expressvpn.com forward slash daft to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash daft and get all your streaming needs in one place. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Football Daft's big question. This week, lads, I was trying to get something valued. I've got a I've got a one-half piece of Celtic memorabilia. I've got Bertie Peacock's uh, contract, which I've mentioned before. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I can't take it into the, the office to get it valued just now because of what's going on in the world, right? However, it can I raise that question uh, in me? It's a, it's a bit of a strange piece of merchandise. It's a one-off. Nobody else has got it. Um, so I thought I'd ask... Uh, to shout out any random football merch that you've got. What about yourself, Stevie? Random football merch? Mm. I've got, I've said it before, haven't I? I've got the Barry Ferguson signed top for when maybe he's in the Scottish Cup final. That's no not random. That's really good. Random. It's no random. I've not really got anything random. I'm looking about my man cave to see. Nah, I've not. Okay, so we opened this up to the, to the, uh, the listeners on on Twitter and on Facebook and Martin came in saying <laughs> right a Greenock Martin car type scarf saying <laughs> what the fuck is a car type scarf <laughs> a Greenock Martin car type scarf I'm assuming it was a typo from Martin but I can't even work out what it was what he was trying to say a car type scarf so- Listen, this is, this is, right, I want to know what it is, right, but the fact that, 
they Martin's got this car type scarf <laughs> signed by none other than Tyson Fury. <laughs> he, he said it for now. Is there any other Martin fans out there that have got anything signed by Tyson Fury? I really want to know. But I want I want Martin to get in touch and send us a photo. A what a car type scarf is. I want is to it, see that. Is it maybe? Is it maybe, is it maybe a, a like the scarf that would go around the back of your uh, rearview mirror or something like that that hangs down to let <clears> folk know that you're a you're a raging Martin aye, fan? Aye, that's what it'll be. Maybe aye. aye. So Martin, just like just to clear this up, because that's going to annoy me now. But that is impressive. And that, aye, that Tyson Fury. Tyson no, but it's Fury. been he's seen Tyson Fury and he said nothing to get signed and he's just whipped aye. the scarf off the, <laughs> <laughs> the dashboard, didn't he? <laughs> Go on, fuck it, I'll get him to say that, I'll get him to say that. Uh, Graham has said, I signed Trinidad and Tobago National Strip from the 2006 World Cup team. Bought it in a charity auction because the little magician, Russell Latipe, had signed it. I that will pay impressive. you good money for that, uh, Graham. I will pay you good money for that. He's like, not got enough money for that one, mate. Oh, I know. Here's a Ballon, a Ballon d'Or nominated footballer. The only folk, one of the only Falkirk players to play at a World Cup Russell Latipe. However, there's two Falkirk players that played at a World Cup. Right, don't tell us who it is. And what, no, you, you'll never get it. You'll never get it. Two Falkirk players have played at a World Cup, one being Russell Latipe. The other played for the World Cup but never played a game for Falkirk. What? Yeah. Well, did, I, I know who it is. played at the World Cup. Chris Waddle. No, it's Chris. not. It's not, but Denzel Theobald went to the World Cup with Trinidad and Tobago. He started all three games for Trinidad and Tobago, played against England, played against Uruguay, never got a game for Falkirk in all the time he was there. From one John to another, actually, John says that he's got tough fatanities after they beat uh, Partick Thistle in the relegation playoff this season after lifting the Scottish Cup. I remember that. That's they impressive. Were, that the, impressive. The United were the first team to win for the lower division. Uh-huh. Yeah, when the playoff Alan says, I'm a Rangers fan, but have assigned Livingston strip from them winning promotion to Premier League in 2000, 2001. Broto Andrews, David Bingham, Steve Tosh, Barry Wilson, etc. Oh, There's a few names there that you recognise, isn't there? That Aye. was a good Livy team. Aye. That was, um, man. Alan say, uh, sorry, Joe says, Jim Chapman's shorts that he wore against him, Barton, when Albion Rovers <laughs> won the second division. <laughs> In 1989, he had promised his top to someone, so I asked for his shorts instead. Imagine what up to somebody on the pitch. Like, oh, boss sweat and all that. Skiddies. Oh. Ah, no chance, mate. No chance. No. You, especially, no chance no, especially not an Albion Rovers player. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> Geezer shorts. Geezer shorts. <laughs> Heather says, I won in the raffle while hospitality at Hamden. I was given a signed referee's top, for fuck's sake. <laughs> she says for fuck's sake. So I'm a Celtic. Well, I'm saying I'm a Celtic supporter. This is Stephen. Stephen saying I'm a Celtic supporter, but for some reason I've got a signed bit of paper which says to Stevie, "All the best for nine in a row from your Galberts." <laughs> 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 Got it, Cameron House and Celtic beat them for ten. <laughs> Big George man, that's a bit random. That one, isn't it? Uh, mate, that's very random. Honestly, George Alberts used to go to my chapel, and that's the God's honest truth. There you go. <laughs> Your chat? Did you own chapels or no? It was across from my pub. <laughs> <laughs> right, Stuart says still got newspaper cuttings from when we put Celtic out of Scottish Cup and Roy Keane's first game on the bully wee. 
It's no merch. That's a fucking newspaper. It's no. It's just a newspaper, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Uh, Paul day, says the match. Well, this is a good one. The match ball from the four six zero game in Prague. Well, he says I used to have a deflated ball signed by the full Kelly team. Fuck knows how I got it. Cause I don't even support Kelly. Flung it to fuck years ago. Fuck keeping that. <laughs> well, Billy. Billy, you seem very aggressive, unenthusiastic about the thing, and you're telling us you had it. So exactly. I don't really know where to go with that, Billy. <laughs> I know. See, be honest, yeah, I've got to be honest. I, I think Kilmarnock should be getting some extra security with this guy on the list. <laughs> Hell, they'll need ex- they'll need extra security. Got to park kid next week. Oh, hey, hey. hey. Um, just hope, I just hope they can figure out how to go over the fence to get into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Need to watch out for the sharks, I know. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. It's time for the process playoff with piesports.com. Now, Pie Sports, we're all missing the pies at the football. You don't have to miss them anymore because Pie Sports are going to sort them out for you for the weekend's games. Get onto their website. We've got loads of great packages up there that you can choose from. We've got the 442, the internationals, various different pies in each package, all absolutely cracking scotch, steak and gravy, macaroni, yeah, nice. and chorizo. They're yeah. belting. Absolutely belting. You know what? And they taste even better when they're free them. So I do your best it. here, mate, and we'll see. We'll see if we can get you set up with some pies. Absolutely, we'll get that sorted for you. But if you want to get it sorted for yourself, 0141739999 or head to piesports.com. They deliver to a whole bunch of postcodes across Scotland free of charge and deliveries will be made ahead of the weekend so you can get it sorted out. Sit down with the game at the weekend with a wee pie and a wee pint. That's all good. That's the best thing about lockdown, isn't it? That you can sit and watch the football with a pint. I mean, it's great being in the stadium, but see sitting on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon having Aye. a pint. Mate, pint. you've just been moved out of tier two. You've got the pub at the weekend. What you're talking about? Well, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I'll be doing. Uh, playing today, as you heard, um, it is Darren Murphy, who's our Rangers supporter. How you doing, Darren? I'm not bad, mate. Good. Yeah, uh, Driving, not I mean, mate. When he watches at his work, man. I know. Uh, Darren's currently parked up mile in Edinburgh. <laughs> Waiting to get a pa- waiting to get a traffic warning. So we're going to have to fly through this game today. See if a traffic warning comes, mate. Just fucking bribe them with half the pies you're going to get. Well, <laughs> 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 no, there was there was been complaints over the last couple of weeks, Dan. I don't know if you've heard it, but we've come away from the pro set playoff cards because everyone's oh, I'm too too young for that. Can't even mind any of the players. That was great, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we've went, we've kind of mixed it up. So we're picking a different season each week and this week we have picked out the 2003-2004 season do you mind that boys aye Celtic won the league Celtic won the league it was the double they won I don't remember that that was was the last of three in a row Rangers won it the following season they did they did that was the helicopter Sunday the following season Uh, Livy Livy won um, the first cup as well that season they beat Hibs in the the league cup final final. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scotland got pumped 6 0 by Holland. We thought we were getting. Aye, but we beat them 1 0 first. We beat them 1 0 at Hamden and then and get, we get fucking. That was po- we poked the bear at Hamden and get I pumped. I know. <clears> so they we should have just done an Estonia and no fucking turn up for the second leg. <laughs> <way. laughs> Took nice. a nothing each draw. So 2003 2004 season, I'm going to read players uh, from different clubs from that season. Buzz in when you think you know the player, but if you do buzz in, you don't get to continue playing if you get it wrong and the 
the, the play ha- gets handed to the other person. First to two points wins Darren, all right. Um, so we're going to flip to see who you got. Heads is Stephen Purden, tails is Chris Toll, and it's heads. So it's Stephen Purden you'll be yeah. playing. Let's go. Um, Let's go what, what's your buzzer going to be, Stephen? Uh, Sparta Prague. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, what's your, what's, your, what's your buzzer going to be? Yeah, just a Harlem. Right. <laughs> Any that. of them sitting on the Royal Mile shouting fair and Faros or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay then. So the first player out in for this, boys. Yes. This striker was a product of Aberdeen's youth system and went on to have a 13-year career at the club with over 350 appearances and 69 goals. I know, I know. In this season... Shush! In this season, he didn't score any despite 16 league appearances for the Dons, although he did have a six-game loan spell at Inverness during this time. He went on to have a testimonial against Villarreal at Pitodre. Darren. Darren, who was it? It's a Darren Mackey. Your namesake it certainly was, sir, Darren. Oh, well played, mate. Well played, Darren. (laughs) Right, next player out. In his first spell at Dundee, this box-to-box midfielder impressed with a total of 223 league appearances and 26 goals. This season was the end of his first spell at the clubs after the financial troubles, which led to a move to Rangers. Darren. Ah! And you're in first. Gavin Ray. 2-0, 2-0, Darren. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Well played, mate. Well played, mate. Listen, well done, Darren. The pies are on the way to you, courtesy of piesports.com. Mate, yeah. so you're a Cope Bridge, man. Halfers. Come up, nah, mate. Come on, watch we'll watch a game. I'll cook them for you and everything, mate. I'm no fucking... <laughs> Superb. And if you want to play next week, Get on our Twitter and we'll get you sorted out with a well game. Done, Dan. Oh, that was well good. played, well mate. Off. It was well played, mate. All the best, That's mate. Great. At Football Daft, we want to help you out with this brand new way to beat the bookies. TradeMateSports.com. The only way to achieve long-term profitability from sports betting is to take value from the bookmakers. Imagine if your pal told you, I'll give you £50 if this coin lands on heads, but if it lands on tails, you have to give me 40 quid. You would take that bet as many times as possible as your winnings should outweigh the outgoings. This is exactly what TradeMate Sports does, but in sports betting. Working in real time to highlight value bets so you can easily beat the bookies. Become a part of their community who have made £5.85 million from value betting by starting a three-week trial by using the link in the episode bio. Alex from TradeMate Sports has more info and some top tips for this weekend. G'day, Football Daft listeners. Alex here from TradeMate Sports again. Before I get into my three tips for the week, uh, just a little bit of education for you before I get into those. So one of the biggest mistakes I see in betting all the time uh, is people who are opening new accounts in bookmakers. They don't uh, maximise the sign-up bonus. So when you sign up at a bookmaker, they'll say, if you deposit 50 quid, we'll give you 50 quid, those kind of things, all the way up to maybe like sometimes you can get up to 200 pounds. So um, instead of depositing in that case, instead of depositing like 25 pounds or 10 pounds or whatever, I would deposit 50 pounds, maximize that, that bonus because you're going to get 50 pounds back. If you only do 20, 10, whatever, you're only going to get that much back. So you're better off just absolutely maximizing it because it's free money. And then you can use sources like value betting to make, that'll help you make a long-term profit. Or you can use methods like matched betting to, um, 
to make sure profits, I guess, with your bonus money. So, um, yeah, that's my little tip for today. Try and max out those sign-up bonuses that bookmakers give you. Um, and my tips for this week uh, in the Premier League, again, three tips. I've got Burnley plus one on the Asian handicap versus Arsenal. Brighton plus 0.5 at 1.95 in odds. Um, and that is against Leicester. And sorry, the price of the Burnley game was two in odds. So Burnley plus one at two in odds. Brighton plus 0.5 at 1.95. And lastly, Liverpool versus Fulham. I've got Liverpool minus 1.5 at 1.98 in odds. So those odds are the lowest you should be taking. Uh, So try and find odds of those or better with your bets this weekend. And if you want hundreds, thousands more value bets like that, head over to the TradeMate Sports website and start a free week trial. Cheers, guys. So get involved with TradeMateSports.com right now and support Football Daft by checking out the link in the episode bio or heading to our social media, Football Daft Pod on Twitter, or just plain old Football Daft on Facebook. Let's get bookie bashing. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Let's welcome to Football Daft a man who started his career at Clyde before moving down south, where he made his name as a winger at Chelsea and Everton with 28 caps for his country. He also enjoyed spells at Motherwell and Kilmarnock and now can be seen and heard on just about every TV and radio football show. It is the one and only Pat Nevin. Welcome to the show, Pat. It's great to be on Football Daft. Um, How are you doing, Pat? Thanks very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Even, even when that Chancellor Grado doesn't turn up for the interview, eh? <laughs> I know. Honest <laughs> to God, he's an absolute joke. I mean, to be honest, I was, I've been trying to meet up with him for a while. We've got, I've never had an agent in my life, right? I've managed to go through my whole life without an agent, and I'm mm. ancient now, right? And, but about six months ago, I had to get an agent for one specific job, right? Turns out it's the same agent as Grado. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so I'll be trying to meet up with him. Nah, no chance. So he's, he's basically just, he dumped me. Eventually I'll meet up with him at some point. We'll, aye, if we ever aye. do this again, I'll meet up with him. So listen, <laughs> Pat, Patrick, Kevin, Francis, Michael, Nevin, what made you shorten it to Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks for that one. He was me trying to keep him below the radar. <laughs> Nice. I tell you what, your, your christening must have took about two hours for every time you had to say your name. Do you know the worst thing is that was the change. That wasn't the original name. Nobody knows this. I've never told anyone. I don't think that's my original. An exclusive. Name. I just goes with Kevin. Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Kevin Nevin. Just in Kevin, Kevin Nevin. See, just for the rest of the interview and for John's editing purposes, can we just keep calling you Pat? Is that all right, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Is that all right? I mean, you know, is it somebody called me? Is it somebody who only ever called me Patrick Kevin? Oh, no, it's, it's Stuart Cosgrove. And, oh, Cosgrove. He called me, call me Patrick Kevin. Oh, wishes and all that. So he's giving me nine names. Battle day. Battle day. Right, so Pat, stick to Pat, right? Right, Pat, you've got a, you've got a book coming out, am I right in saying that? I have. I, I, can I, I got bored during the lockdown, like, so. Good on you, mate. Good on you. It's called Accidental. I just put a PlayStation on. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just done the podcast all the time. That's right, that's right. right. So it's called Accidental Football, which is now available to Mm. pre-order. Talk us through it, Pat. There's a wee plug for Uh, your book. I'm rotting a plug in, I tell you. Last thing I want to do. (laughs) I tell you what, Pat, give us an idea of why you've went for that title then. 
because um, I never wanted to be a football player. And no. So I tried really, really hard not to be a football player and failed miserably. There you go. <laughs> that's what it's like. So I, I, that's, that's interesting though. Like, weird, like... It's a weird one. And I, I said this, my wee sister, um, which one was it? Um, no, my wee <laughs> sister, she said to me, what are you calling it that for? You were, you're always really into your football. And I went, yeah, I was into it because I like playing. Didn't know what I did as a job. Never thought yeah. it as a job. Um, so it was kind of weird to come in. And I've got a slightly different background. I went and started doing a degree and things like that. And I came in to for a different angle. So now you, mm. everybody, almost everybody, you, you have on, that are ex-players or that, you know, with the one thing you wanted to do, the passion, you gave up everything else for football. And that's what you're supposed to say. I didn't think that. Like that. <laughs> I thought no. nothing like that. And for years and years, uh, as I've kind of, I'm kind of getting on a bit like, and I've, a lot of people say to me, the stories and the places and the things that you've done and the weird outlook you've got on it, you should write that. But I couldn't get around to it because it was always really, really busy. I was all doing lots of different jobs and probably too mm. many jobs half the time because I ended up traveling all the time. But right. the good thing about traveling is that you get more stories. <laughs> so was, exactly. So I ended up starting, I started collecting all these stories about a couple of years ago. I could never get a time. And then somebody annoyed me one day. And because I was annoyed, I went away and sat down and wrote. And when I stood up again, I'd written 10,000 words. And three weeks later, I kind of finished the whole draft of the thing. So it was just, brilliant. somebody annoyed me. And I don't, I'm no easy annoyed. I'm really not easy annoyed. <laughs> folk, folk annoy me all the time and I've never wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to annoy me, if I'm, that's how you get me So I just, it was just getting out because there was a lot of, People, are, you, you, you know, you want to tell a lot of stories and people tell you stories back. And you know what it's like? I mean, I'm, a, I'm as bad as anyone else about it. Somebody asks you an interview, somebody, you go on wiki, don't you? And you don't get a whole story, to be fair. I'm, do you? I'm genuinely sitting on Wikipedia right this minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you I think I found out your name. Exactly. <laughs> but until recently, I was for Inverness and Wikipedia, by the way. That's how much you should trust that. Trust that. <laughs> So what did you want to be, Pat? Like, what would you rather? Like, obviously, you've been a football player. You made a successful career with it. What What did you want to be, though? Like, when you were playing football, did you ever in the back of your head go, "I don't want to keep doing this. I want to be something no, else"? No, 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 no. This is a difficulty. So I'm going doing this. This is the thing I'd always do. That's always a big mistake. I use words that I get Mickey taking it right, but it's a dichotomy, right? It's no. kind of I love doing it. It's brilliant, fun. I loved every training session. I double Aye. trained every time. I Went back for training, loved playing like nothing else, right? The whole career, everything's great. So to do it was great fun doing it. But I'd never thought I want to do that as a job. Because if see if I'm doing it with my mates at the park, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same. It's a game It's exactly the same. Now I got lucky because I, I kept and I was a mad keen trainer as well. Mm-hmm. I was a distance runner. So Aye. you know, I was doing it all the time. But I mm-hmm. didn't think that was a sensible job. I thought a sensible job was going, you know, do it with my older brothers and sisters. They all became teachers and lecturers and things like that. And that was just the Aye. expected thing to do. And, and it's a bit odd because from Easter House, you know, and you notice Aye. I said house there. I'm practicing. Easter yeah, House. I was going to say, mate, you're for Easter House. Easter House, yeah. mate. I, I'm, I grew up in Carlton, mate. No far for Easter House. Right. Well, I used to walk down Carlton and go to school. Um, <laughs> I tell you an absolute true story about this, right? The reason why I said, House there, and then stopped. Right, there's a right good reason for that because I've just been told. I get uh, a few people. I've read early copies of the book. You send it out, and a couple of people read it, and I've kind of 
kind of quite liked it. So Aye. the publishers have come back and said, we're going to make an audio book of it. And I went, right. oh, that's, that's pretty good. They must quite like it. I said, who are you going to get to read it? And they went, you? And I went, you? <laughs> you know, get somebody <laughs> that people will understand. That's good. Great, great, old, great old be able to read the book now and all then. Because <laughs> it's an audio book. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say the levels of kind of language we can get away with here. <laughs> Aye. I can say whatever you want on here, mate. Don't worry about that. Aye. Right. Cool beans then. Uh, well, I was trying to get Mike Myers doing his character Fat Bastard to do it. Aye. That was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to read your book. I'm not going to read it, actually. I'm going to get the audio books. I want to hear the accent. I'm going I want to hear, hear, like hear Easter House. <laughs> Easter House. And when I walk down to Carntine, I want to hear all that kind of stuff, mate. Okay, no, you have to, you've got about four voices, right? So you get the BBC World Service one, the Radio 5 one. <laughs> Um, is that when, see the BBC World Service one? Is that the one that you're going, hello, my name is Pat Nevin? Is that, is only, that how you do I? If only I could. If only I could. No, I sorry, mate, I've, just, I've just finished watching The Crown. That's the only voice Aye. I've got in my head now. And in, in, in my head now, I've got my ma's, my ma's voice when she spoke to me and gave me into trouble, but then she'd phone somebody on the phone to like get a delivery or something. It's, hello there, how you doing? And you're like, what are you talking about, Arthur? Aye, you know the, I mean? the phone voice, the more phone voice. Sadly, it's going to all it is actually. Here's the secret it's just slowed down. That's all. Aye. 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 Right, Pat, back to yourself, man. Back, 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 back to your career, mate. Back to your career oh, stuff, right? So, growing up, right, yeah, sporty Celtic growing up, but am I right in saying you, you shifted your allegiances towards Hibs? I did, yeah. Uh, it was a long time. I was well into well into my thirties, maybe forties, before I did. Um, I'd be a marking Celtic supporter, and really, I mean, that was the thing. You know, I was because I was with Celtic Boys Club. I was an S form with Celtic. It looked mm-hmm. like I was going to be asked to sign for Celtic. It must have mm-hmm. came very close because I was the Player of the Year and all that sort of stuff, top goal scorer, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't. Uh, in the end, I was quite happy just then going stand in the terraces. Watch Aye. again. I, I stand in the jungle. That was, I was perfectly happy doing that and then playing a Sunday. You know, I'd, I was all right with that. I, I, that's what I would have done. Um, and it, it was, the, it never stopped. And there was a whole bunch of us down there. You make big Joe McLaughlin, the Celtic man. Jockey obviously was as well. Stevie Aye. Clark was a Celtic supporter. Oh, my legs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stevie. There you go. Exclusive. <laughs> Let me just say, man, it, it was like probably the worst kept secret. I think I could tell when he was a, a commandment manager. Like you he's can tell he's a Celtic supporter because he's handsome. <laughs> I, would say, I don't know if it is, but it certainly was. Um, <laughs> he's the only person to tell you it is. But um, no, it was, it was a difficult time when I came back because I'd spent a hell of a lot of time in my life doing anti racism stuff, you know, oh, which apparently has been quite trendy recently. Um, when it wasn't trying <laughs> right, when it was, people weren't having a must have been a nightmare walking about the streets on your knees all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I just ended up just wearing them kind of things that you do for gardening, <laughs> keep my knees right. Um, but it was honestly, it was mental down there um, in England, and particularly with the Chelsea fans, some of them were dreadful. So yeah. I was digging at it all the time, and I was honestly, I was such a bore where I just wouldn't shut up about it. All. Mm-hmm. But I always, it wasn't, it actually wasn't. It wasn't actually necessarily um, just racism. Mm. It was anyism. Just didn't like anybody treating anybody different. So I didn't care if it was sexism. I didn't care if it was your own whatever. I just didn't care. Just treat people right, you know, normal and mm. fairly. 
And I couldn't get my head around it. I've never been able to get my head around it, right? So I come back up here and I'm thinking, well, remember what it used to be like, all that kind of Celtic Rangers, Catholic pros and stuff, but we've all moved right. on. Well, me and, Steve, me and Stevie have no bit, we do it in private. Because <laughs> we cannot, the thing is, when I left class, but we, Billy Conley was doing that, there's a laugh. There's a bit of a laugh most of the time. And I kind of thought, I couldn't believe it was still so heavy. Um, I, but I thought it was getting a lot better. And there was Aye. a period of time, there was um, never boys against bigotry and all that sort of yep. stuff. A lot of stuff yep. going on. Yep. Um, and, but I just, I, a football team's, the football for me really, it, it wasn't the background for me. Now, it turns out that maybe I was in the minority there. Um, so when it came to it that, uh, you know, my son was growing up and I just didn't feel right. You know, there's some of the stuff that's been singing both sides. It's not, I mean, this is not Celtic or Rangers. It's just, right. just I didn't like stuff that was nothing to do with football. Football right. was the thing I loved. There's enough good, hey, both clubs got enough good football songs. Hold on a minute here. I don't think Sunshine on Leafs get fucking anything to do with football, but... Uh, that's a very good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good song. And I, I get dogs abuse on, on line for a certain uh, percentage of Celtic fans. I mean, you're absolutely you're constantly on to me in line. Like, you're wasting your time, guys. It has no effect. Right, so first of all. It's kind of, it's a bit sad. Because they've got this thing that I don't like Celtic. Here's the story. Hibs were, were my second team and Celtic were my first team. Aye. Now, Hibs are my first team and Celtic my second team. So it's not that big Aye. a deal. So I take it your favourite colours just green then, Pat? Is that what I'm I'm just, I'm just tight as the ducks are arse and didn't want to buy a new scarf. <laughs> <laughs> all my family are all Celtic no. fans. They, they call me a whatever. <laughs> they, they, called, they called you that when you were still a Celtic fan, so Turncoat Patrick, John Paul, Kevin Nevin, Larry. <laughs> the see if you ever some somebody down south, they always say the same thing. Uh, so yeah, oh you hear you're not a Celtic supporter anymore. Uh, yeah, I decided to change. You know, that is the one thing you don't do, but it? you do not change your team. So I don't know how you've managed. I don't know how you managed to survive this long after it. To be honest, with you. you know the reason being is I have to say it's been brilliant being a Hibs fan. It's been painful, um, aye, aye. but honestly, I've loved it. There's a kind of real brilliant feeling in the terrace. Well, what I mean, do you make of the new with Jack Ross? Would you make him Pat? How they're doing with Jack Ross? Delighted um, we're getting him. I think we really want to watch getting Jack. Um, he was doing all right down here. And then Sunderland, wasn't it? Mm. He was doing all right. Aye. You know, but mm. to be fair, that was a, a club that was struggling and had sort of structural problems in it anyway. Definitely. Oh, so, big time, big time. You know, you right. can be the best manager in the world. And by the way, there's a lot of great good managers out there that aren't successful because they've mm-hmm. not got the right job. And it's, that's the, the tough thing sometimes. Yeah. So, there's a lot of managers out there that... You're, you're a genius one minute and the next mm-hmm. minute you're an absolute hopeless, useless, whatever. And you're thinking, but 45 minutes ago, you were saying what? I've always felt that Jack's a real class act. And it's it's kind of no big secret now that um, I was a middleman trying to get Hibs manager a few years back. And uh, mm-hmm. they eventually didn't go for the one I was providing for them. Um, but I think maybe had they got Stevie Clark, he might have done a good job for them. Um, so they can kind of turn him so, so he went, he, he's, he's, he's turned it to have a no bad career that boy 
Yeah. But after so he went to Kilmarnock instead a couple of, a year or so later. Um, and he, what a job he done at Kelly. What a job he done there. And I was oh, okay. I, had a, I had a brilliant time there. So anyway, the the whole thing about the Celtic stuff, it, it can it doesn't affect me. I live in the borders. Uh, you know, you go to Edinburgh, nobody bothers you, you know. Can I tell right. you a story about the one guy dug me up at Celtic Park? I tell us any stories you want, Pat. Any oh, stories? See, as long as it's not going to ruin your book for us, battering. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I won't, because uh, the book's finished before this. Um, <laughs> so I walked. I'm doing a game right, and it's uh, against Celtic Rangers. It's half time, so half time you have a break, and we go down to the press room. There's a pie or whatever, right? By the way, Celtic Park pies in the press room. I don't care about your prawn sandwiches, man. They're great. <laughs> They're different classes. So. <laughs> So yeah, I walked down. There was a guy saying, "Hey, Nevin, yeah, you're just here for the money." Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just here for the money. That's all you care about. You're here for the money. I went, "Yeah, I'm working." That that that. (laughs) Can I can I try and explain something about getting work? (laughs) 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 German union. It's kind of thing you do and see me what people gain money for it. It's good, you know. It's a good job. Like, I like the job. It's great, but honestly, and then and it descended after that to uh, expletives. But I was going, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 said, you know, I imagine somebody walking into McDonald's or like to the person behind the counter. Oh, you're just here for the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love McDonald's. <laughs> I pay for nothing. <laughs> People get annoyed about things. You don't take, and I never took that particular person. It's just that annoyed. It's not bad. Sixty-two thousand people sitting there, and only one of them has a go at you. Yeah, I didn't you could be worse. You could have been Jerry McNee. It's kind of it's it's funny because you don't worry about it really too much because it's not actually you they're having a go at. It's kind of what they see as you. They don't really know you, and I think that's you know yourselves for the jobs that you do in the media. You don't just you do anywhere. People have a go sometimes at your character, the character of playing oh, sometimes. You, and they, uh-uh. enough because you're on the telly or the radio, they're, they're not talking about who you are generally, you know, what you think. They're just talking about football <clears throat> most of the time. So they don't even know who you are. But, you know, it could have been worse, but Pat, you could have had a, like, a name like Shell Suit Bob. For the- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when was the last time Andy shouted Stephen at you in the street, Stevie? I don't even answer to Stevie anymore. I, mean, I just get called Boba all the time. Oh, no, <laughs> I need to call Stevie. Like... Anyway, I'm going to. Ruin... Can I just ruin this right for you, right? So right. the, the show says Bob stuff. You're going to get it, right? Aye. And you just have to take it, right? You take it on the chin. Aye. I probably had ten years of just the one thing being said at me every time I walked in Glasgow. Right, just one thing, right? And it's now gone because it's ten years gone now. And the minute I say it, it's going to start again, right? I'm going to say it. <laughs> Stuart Cosgrove, they used to the Mickey take and when they the the, the shows it, and it was pa. Aye, I know, mate. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> and honestly, for years, and it was like every time anyone said it, they thought it was the funniest thing, and nobody had ever Aye. said it before. Is this like the EastEnders part? Is that? Oh, no, what, I, no, what, it was I, always kind. Of, it was kind of. Like, what do you think, Pat? When it was Pat, it was, Aye, it was pa. basically the, the Mickey at Cosgrove. But aye, aye, he always, aye. he supposedly said, ah. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is, you just look at it and think, honestly, think it's funny. You didn't say it, you just look and smile. But I, uh, that's anyway, why they'll come back then. See, because they know it's annoying you, that's why it's funny. 
you know, I mean, and that's why I keep on saying it. It's like <laughs> um, if you look up my, if, I see you've you've done Wiki, right? Aye. But did you put my name on YouTube? No, no, I didn't. No. Everybody should put my name in on YouTube, right, and see what first thing comes up. And of course, it's the worst thing I've ever done in my career. Right? <laughs> Obviously, straight in there, right? Totally. Right you, I shouldn't be saying, "Look up the worst thing about me." <laughs> I'm just laughing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it as well? Because it's pe- the penalty is bad enough. Yes. But it's actually what the commentator says is very funny. So <laughs> he's loving it. I'll tell you what, you're doing a wee so, bit of damage there outside the box, Pat. Oh, it's a stone wall up to. It's a stone wall. So I'm basically I'm pulled down for a penalty. Four one up. A minute to go, cup game. Couldn't you give us stuff? <laughs> oh, here we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm holding you up here, but I need to see this now. No, for, for all the listeners out there, Crystal has just Googled uh, YouTube to Pat Nevin and he's watching. Nevin's putting the ball on the spot. <laughs> it's not quite on the spot. He said to put it back on the spot here. Don't oh, laugh. what have you done there, Pat? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 What happened to What happened to What happened? Stevie, he put the ball down, what? never took a run up and passed it to the goalie. <laughs> the you need to man. This is, this is up there with that Fulham penalty for last week. No, Honestly, I'm offended God. by that. I'm seriously offended. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Pat. And, uh... <laughs> See, that's the point. You've got to laugh at yourself. Honestly, that's the whole thing. If you can't laugh at yourself and let other people laugh at you, what? I mean, what kind of world are we in? Where was your happiest time in your playing career, Pat? Brilliant question. Um, it actually usually goes down to the first season at every club. It's Aye. weird that. I don't know why. Aye. First season at Clyde, won the league. Brilliant. Aye. First season at Chelsea, won the league. Brilliant. By the way, rubbish league. <laughs> it took us up to the top division. Uh, first season at Everton, uh, beating in uh, extra time in the FA Cup final by uh, Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. uh First season at Tranmere, scored 19 goals in one season. And, that, and I wasn't a scorer. Many of them were penalties, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't let go on YouTube. YouTube that too. YouTube that too. <laughs> do, you know, do you know the brilliant thing about it? I did actually take a few for Tranmere. The stupid thing, Scotland actually then let me take penalties after that. Because <laughs> 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 so Scotland was struggling for a while. <laughs> I only took one for Scotland this game. So. Tell me this one then. Can I say also, see my first year at Kelly? Aye. Well, only year at Kelly, I suppose. I, I, I don't know if I'd ever been any happier in my entire career. And I'll tell you the reason why, and it's absolute truth. Uh, I played all this time in England. I'd, most of my career, 14, 15 years in England. I came back up the road, and I'd been desperate to get back up. The teams had been trying to buy me for years, and I'd been dying to come back up, but you know the clubs wouldn't let me go. And then I get back up to Kelly, and the people that I met at Kelly were just my mates. It was just like, oh, I'm playing with my mates again. And it was just like, because a lot of them have, uh, I mean, I would say of the friends that I made, I, mean, I was only, a, only there a year. The friends that I made through my career, I made more in that one year at Kelly of people that I'd, I'd basically hang about with than anywhere else. I mean, Gary Holt, Browning Geezer. Um, mm-hmm. He was fantastic at the time, and, and very good players as well. A guy called Dylan mm-hmm. Kerr, 
Um, mm-hmm. Although brilliantly, Koisty has the great, the best line ever about him. He thought Dylan was a good player, but he thought his brother Juan was better. McCoist, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that McCoist. <laughs> That's a McCoist line. McCoist always get the best line. Yeah, I mean, that's um, one, but no, you were you were coming back up to command, like you said. Um, what, was there any other Scottish teams in for you at that point in time? And was the Kelly Pie a, a, huge, a huge factor in your decision? Hey, if it was pie. a curry Kelly Pie, I was up for it, mate. Um, no, no, um, this I'd been Celtic had tried to buy me four times in my career, mm-hmm. uh, so four times they tried to buy me and get me back up. And I suspect each time it could have happened, but the clubs wouldn't let me go. Um, and there had been a couple of hints before, but it just all came at the right time. Um, and I was just got I wanted to spend a year or two up, a variety of reasons. I wanted to come back. And to spend some time in Scotland, I wanted to finish my career back up in Scotland. Um, I kind of wanted my dad to not have to travel because my dad never missed a game. So he really? was like 800 mile round trips and things like that. So I thought it would be nice for my dad to come down and just. He, he could have took that thing. job in New York, but. <laughs> <laughs> my dad still wouldn't try, would have tried to get the train. Get the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we came back up to Kelly with Brown. I met a little Bobby Williamson. And uh, I just love Bobby because Bobby's face the house as well. So, aye, aye. you know, we just... you edit, that, edit that wee bit out, John. I, I just love Bobby. So, Chris Toll, man. Chris Toll. We're straight into the still game, aren't we? We're right back. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so, Pat, you say, like, obviously, like, you like your music, don't you? I love Fanatic. Aye, right. Who's your favourite band? It changes all the time. Um, probably just about to come. <laughs> just changes all the time. Look, really. The first album was great, by the way. The what an eclectic taste you've got, Pat. I've never heard of it. <laughs> There's a Scottish band called Camera Obscura. A Glasgow mm-hmm. band called Camera mm-hmm. Obscura, who have been mm-hmm. around for a good few years now. But uh, Tracy Ann uh, is probably my favourite songwriter in the world. And mm-hmm. I kind of got a wee hint that they might be, they haven't played for a while. They haven't been together. They haven't done stuff for a wee while. Uh, they had a bit of a tragedy in the band. Oh. But um, I think they're going to be back soon. And uh, Excellent. I, I would go and see, they, they played recently up at uh, St. Luke's, just beside Barrowlands. Aye. It's, it's, a great, it's a great venue, man. Great venue. venue. I've seen a lot of great stuff in there. I think, I think it was Edwin's last one I've seen them. Yeah, it's so, a great good few stuff. See, um, see, before you went to see them, did you have to get sent off in a game so that you could be free <laughs> to go and watch them? No, I don't get sent off. I, <laughs> I got an agreement with the manager I didn't have to turn up to the game. Or I the first half and then I could go and watch New Order. Right, okay. I only ever had one red card in my career, uh, which was amazing. That's, that's just sums up referees for you, right? So I'm playing with Tranmere. End of my, nearly end of my career so um, I've lost the ball on the left wing it's typical wing I think right chase back and try and cover it I ran back about 70 yards right just about caught up with the ball just inside the penalty area near centre forward and I slide in but I've not got there in time before I can get there our big goalkeeper Eddie Nixon 6 foot 3 big green strip we were not white right? smacks the kid battered wipes him out He's, it's a certain centre off the referee walks up and goes gives me a red card and I'm like I was nowhere. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> the days before sub goalies. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, uh, exactly. Be Nico would have basically he'd have got me down in the building, in the building of the call thing. He'd have been like bang. bang. 
If you were to be like look back, right, ah, a rock star in a band or some part or a football player, what would you pick? Oh, what a good question. Uh, I just love the music for loving it. For I like the, I DJ quite a lot. Um, I I go to see bands all the time. Um, Do you play the guitar on that as well? Do you play the guitar? Used to play saxophone. Used to play clarinet. Right. But rubbish. So, but I don't. I've no. I was. I've sang once on stage with a band. Once mm-hmm. been up and sang with a band once on stage. And if it was ever on, uh, if it was ever that videoed, I would basically never go back, never be allowed back into Glasgow ever, <laughs> ever, 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 and rightly so. Because no, <laughs> me, me, I, I, me, I sing in panto every year, and I still get let back every year, and I'm fucking. Well, you don't know what I sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 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 there we go. <laughs> Tell me, that's like, are you, are you an Oasis fan? Um. There was a classic line at the time. You were either Blur, blur or Oasis, Oasis right? Like so you're Blur, blur or Oasis, and so obviously Blur, he was a Chelsea fan, you know, sort of right. thing. But I always thought uh, that the correct answer between Blur and Oasis was Pulp. Pulp? Pulp That's a good show. Different class, different class, great album. That kind of ruins my next question, because you're doing Chelsea and Krasnodar tomorrow night, aren't you? I am, yeah. I was going to ask you to see how many Oasis song titles you could get in on your commentary without folk noticing. Well, to be honest, you should get, we until I do a Celtic Rangers game with that, I can always get, I, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I always get band names in. Um, and if I, there was a band I re, liked recently, it was like a few years ago now, and it's the hardest one I've ever had to get in. I had to get the pains of being pure at heart into a commentary. <laughs> <laughs> And I managed it. The whole idea is not to crowbar it in so people Aye. say, if you don't know the band, you go, what's that? It has, to be, it has to work, right? So do you want to know how I've done it? Yeah, okay. Aye, Aye, I definitely, it. man. Definitely. There's five lives. So I'm doing Arsenal versus Man City at Man City. And I've just seen the pains. I've been DJing down south the night before and the pains have been there. Right? Anyway, I'm doing the commentary. And Arsene Bengo was the manager. You know what he's like? He's football. It's obviously pretty beautiful football. Anyway, they can beat one now. And they said, but what about that? Is he doing the right thing, Pat? I said, see, if, if you're asking Wenger, you want to win, but you want to win beautifully. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And, and these are the pains I've been through at heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's actually, that's that. beautifully done. That's it was. beautifully I was done. so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't notice it otherwise, because, you know, it sounds all right. I'm glad to be listening to Five Live all the time though. Every, 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 sec- every second sentence you'll end it with, do you know what I mean tomorrow night? <laughs> no. I, I mean, he's got I, I picked up a yellow card, but he just has to roll with it. You know what I mean? He just has to roll with it. <laughs> there you go, you get two in there, Stevie. Uh, he's got to roll with it, do you know what I mean? Some, I, might, I, say I, it, some might say it was a foul, but not me. I'm trying to remember what I did. I did, I got asked by Cameron Stewart to see if I could get a single, one of the singles in, right? When I was doing, right. uh, I was doing BBC Scotland TV. And it was a live game, and I managed to get three of them in in one sentence. Three in one sentence. It was live on TV. It, it was a cup final as well. <laughs> I bet you. I bet your phone went mental after it. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. I mean, it was so. It was. I mean, you wouldn't even notice it, but I got three Cameron Obscuro songs in once. Obviously, like obviously going on about the punditry and your football time, but your time at Motherwell's chief exec, Pat. How did how did that? Did you enjoy that? I was it. No, that totally was weird. No, that's a good question. Enjoying, enjoyable is not the first one. Really, because the first two years I was there, I was player chief exec. Now, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting enough games. 
but mm-hmm. seeing as I'd chosen the manager. And he I was going to say, could you not just sack the guy? That was, <laughs> that was <fighting laughs> yes, I could have. Yeah, I could have. Mm-hmm. But that, does that not ask a question about my judgment? Since I've chosen the manager, Bobby Davis, and then he's not picking me, I need to trust his judgment. So I'm stuffed. Uh, I'm the only guy that can go into his office and go, hey, gaffer. Aye, aye, <laughs> you're aye, the, crea- aye. The, the creator of your own downfall there, really? Well, no, really, because I was getting on a bit. And uh, I'd like to have played, and I was fit enough to play. And, you know, he played me sometimes, and it was all right. But um, it, just, it was just a deal. You just have to show up with it. But it was, it was dead interesting. And, you know, it's, the sadness is I've written this book, and it, it stops before the, the mother will times. Um, right. So... You couldn't really get it all in because there's all the media stuff that happened. I traveled the world mm-hmm. with five live and various television companies and the rest of it. So, and the stories that came for that were, were, were good fun as well. I mean, a right good laugh. But um, the Motherwell time was, it was so interesting. And I would say the four years of Motherwell, I, there's more good stories there than any other right. time in my life. I mean, really funny. Sad as well. Um, it's just an extraordinary time. So enjoyable. The vast majority of the time, no. Because if you're an executive, all you get is a problem. That's all you get. So aye, aye. Yeah, whereas you're a football player, you just walk about and kick the ball. Dead easy. Aye, aye. So it's not fun. <laughs> but um, I look back and lots of sides of it is really fun. Mm. I mean, I still actually quite like Motherwell. I really like Motherwell, actually. <laughs> but... Um, Every guest we have on, man, they say that about Motherwell, like about how much club, a family run club it is. Do you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. They say good stuff to say about Motherwell. Do you know what? I went to I went to a Celtic Motherwell game at Fir Park last season, and I was in the Motherwell end, right? And they knew I was a Celtic supporter and everything like that. And I never get a bit of bother, not at all, no bother at all. And it's like you said there, it is. It's like a kind of family atmosphere, even. Even when you when you go back to talking about like sectarianism and stuff like that, there was none of that for the Motherwell crowd either. There was no there was no uh, derogatory comments or anything like that. It was just a Celtic through one each. I left early to get a taxi home, right? And I missed the Motherwell equaliser and the cheer went, Yes, and I thought, yes, two nothing, brilliant, you belter. Gets up the road and it's one each. I was like, no. No, I know the best part is I was collecting for charity before the game, and that's why I was at the game. And uh, right. I missed I missed the Celtic goal, which came in the first five minutes, and I missed the mother old goal that came <laughs> last minute. What a buzz, man. What a night. Not, not, not the best call, actually. That's <laughs> my worst one of missing it is uh, I had a choice once. And I did I, right, so stick with me. So I'm a hippie, but my right. team down says Chelsea, right? So I'm a Chelsea man and hips, right? On the same day, I went in a plane in the Scottish Cup final, which I've been asked to work at for BBC Scotland. And I've also been asked to work on the Champions League final between Chelsea and Bayern Munich, same day. And I have to make that call. Wow. So, come on, let's I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you, what, what call do you make? For me personally, I go for the one that I think my team's going to win, and I would, I would have went for the Scottish Cup final. Because it's it was it was uh, it was Hibs Hearts and Hibs hadn't won it for hundred years or that stuff. I I have to agree with with Toll here. I would I probably would have went because first of all it's a derby. Yeah. Hibs hadn't won the Scottish Cup for so long. It's a derby. Aye, Chelsea are over in Bayern to play Bayern in the Champions League final. Isn't it? Nah, yeah, yeah, it's cut and dry. I remember watching that game in the pub, and when Chelsea equalised, I was like, oh, "No way, their names on this cup." <laughs> what? So, I was the one drugged by Cedar, wasn't it? Aye, what a header, man! Oh, oh. All right, so so as a Chelsea and uh, how was man? 
ah yes, I did the right thing. I chose him. Right? Mm. So we get beat five one. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm, going, I'm at the game, and I'm, the Hearts fans are laughing. They're killing themselves. They're gone, man. This is the funniest thing, having a hippie sitting there laughing at me, right? But I then need to do the highlight show that night in sports scene. And I'm like, gutted. It was a brilliant moment. And I, my apologies to Hibs fans here. So I'm gutted, right, because we'll get beat. But then I'm watching the Chelsea game, which is going on in the evening. Because it went to extra time, and then penalties. See as Drogba scores, his penalty to win the Champions League for Chelsea. And my team's going, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm gone. I'm here in my ear. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. <laughs> Come on, then. One. <laughs> <laughs> Completely straight. <laughs> this is the maddest thing, you know. The heart's hooking and I'm going, <laughs> the fans sitting there with a big beamy smile on the hippies are going, what's he laughing at me? I knew he was on a Celtic supporter. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, you see, you're talking about your punditry there, obviously. That's a huge part. That's your career now, your punditry. Tell us a time when you've made a, tell us a time when you've made an arse yet. Um or a time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is, is there any one thing that sticks in your mind and when you think about it you just go oh for fuck's sake I can't believe I don't, I, I don't do embarrassment no embarrassment <laughs> no. I've never been I must be a robot man because I don't get embarrassed <laughs> um, I've never been nervous so all the kind of normally kind of things that people kind of worry about now, I don't give a I'm too busy laughing at me for anybody else to <laughs> that probably would have been the most Making an asset if they went five, four, three, and you hadn't heard that, and you were still jumping about going mad. That'd have been brilliant. I can remember once I was doing a, I'd done years for Channel 5, I'd done their football for years, um, 12, 13 years. I was their main pundit for Channel 5, and we had Europa League, and we'd get some guests on quite a lot of time. Anyway, a couple of terrible ones. One of them was, was a Scotland game we were covering, but at least when it left for 50 minutes. Right, and you hear this horrible, horrible line. I'm going to, you're going to actually go cold now when I tell you. Okay, lads, fill for 50 minutes. <laughs> for 50 minutes? 50 minutes. 50 minutes. No way, man. <laughs> there's nothing going. By the way, Pat, there's sometimes when me and Grado and Stephen are doing this show where there's a lull of about two seconds and it feels aye. like 50 minutes. Aye, aye. 50 minutes. I don't know if I'm right, but I think I might be. I needed somebody really talkative with me because there's myself, there's the guy who was doing the kind of anchor, who wasn't a football man, but he was a good anchor. Myself and Kenny Douglas. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I can't, like I can't imagine how Kenny felt. It must have been absolute terror for him. Oh, was, but the, the funny thing, because we had that thing where I had to, because Kenny was, I had to kick him. Yeah, I'm kicking Kenny under the table. Speak like, like uh, I can Kenny see Douglas. something. <laughs> and it was, but it was good as gold actually. In the end, it was fantastic. But the funny thing is, because I spotted what was going on, and I'm always open talk back, and so I know exactly what's going on. I'm going to half producing kind of thing. And I, I was 
get the cameraman back. And the cameraman weren't even ready for the show. Like, oh, you, you lot, come quick, quick, quick. Because it's <laughs> everything going down. Running, people running mad, people tripping over tables and everything. They're just about to come back to us. And I'm like, Kenny, you said, yeah, Kenny, you just go to talk. Don't worry, I can talk. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Okay, good, 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 right. You're right. And I've got everyone sorted out, right? Camera came on. My phone went off. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Every every week, every week on Football Daft, we do a quiz. Um, Now, I say to John, just to test how much a high B you were, we should do a a Hibs. We should do a Hibs quiz. However, I don't think he's done it. I don't think he's he's done it. I haven't, I haven't. But what I have done, however, is because Pat's such a massive music fan, we've thrown in some music questions this week as well for the quiz. So it's a little bit different this week? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Can I warn you of one thing? Yes. Yes. I have the worst memory in the world. I have a face. That's okay. Listen, don't worry about it. You've not got a worse worse memory than David McCracken. But before we get into it, though, we need to correct a score for for last week is Derek Johnson actually what was it the season he won the treble he got that question wrong it was 77-78 and not 76-77 as he said so Derek Johnson is down to three as opposed to four on the leaderboard so he's got three but Pat you guys are looking to you're looking to be at the top right so you need to beat John Sutton and Chick Young they're joint top with 15 We've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley tucked in behind with 14, while the good doctor Kenny Duker and Kevin Harper are just behind in third place with 13. Other selected scores include Owen Coyle on 12, Charlie Adam on 10, Frank McAvenny on 5, and as Chris said, Falkirk manager David McCracken, the strongest man in football, he's holding the table up, he's got one. Right, so just are Johnny, be ready? Your time starts now, here we go. How many top flight Scottish teams have Rovers in their name? Four, I don't know. <laughs> Who do Rangers play in their last Europa League game? Um, probably not to know this. I can't remember. Which Scottish club are currently being investigated for financial irregularities? Hmm. I wouldn't know that. Uh, Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> what was the Smiths' debut single? Uh, what two teams contest the Rome Derby? Roma and oh, I should know this one. Oh, Lazio. Who is David McCracken's co-manager at Falkirk? Probably a good mate of mine. Big sexy guy. No, it's not Gary Hope. I'm going to say Gary. <laughs> <laughs> On what date does the last season Scottish Cup take place? The final. What date? Um, yeah, what date this month? Remember, this is for last season. Last seasons. <sighs> 10th. Oh, 20th of December. And what Scottish town are Cocktoo Twins from? Cocktoo Twins. Cocktoo Twins. What is Clyde's nickname? The Bully Wee. Who is the current assistant manager at Chelsea? Um, Jody Morris. And what year were Hibs founded? 1878, is it? Ooh. Time! Ooh, there we go. 
Well done, Pat. We'll run through your wrong answers before giving you your score. Um, there's two teams in the Scottish top fight with Rovers in their name. Chris and Stephen, can you name them? Albion Rovers. Faith Rovers and Albion Rovers. There you are, there you go. Um, Lick Posen are the, the last Europa League game for Rangers. Uh, St Mirren and not Rangers, surprisingly, that are being investigated. Oh, oh that's <laughs> enough, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> David McCracken's co-manager at Falkirk is Big Sexy Lee Miller. Um, but... And, Come on, Pat, you're meant to be a Hibs supporter now. 1875 for Hibs. Uh, I panicked. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah, I'm stinking it. I, was, I couldn't, I'll be honest with you right now, you asked me Chelsea's date, I couldn't have told you this. Right, I, bet, I bet you could answer the Celtic one, but Pat. Yes, I can. I uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> but you did all right, Pat, you managed to get five. God, I'm very pleased with that. Well done. Very pleased with that. Same as Frank McAvenny, so you can. I'm going to call you on next and see how he does. Listen, I'm terrible. Actually, I've just counted it back up. It's six. Six? Yeah. There we go. Um, I'm told it's March the 4th you can buy it online at Amazon nice one there's a guy winding me up at the back here (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it it's it's Grado's agent it's standing behind you winding you up (laughs) no it's it's Grado don't don't mess with Vivian she's she's, uh, in all seriousness uh, hopefully it's a bit of a laugh and there's the great thing the good thing about the thing I'm pleased about it is there's a lot of stuff about Scotland and my growing up and you mentioned Celtic there. There's a lot about Celtic because Magic. I was such a fanatical supporter as a kid. And a lot of things that will surprise people about that. Because um, people get an idea about what I think about Celtic. And, uh, yeah, you lot, it seems to me as if you always have a soft spot for them, so that'll mm-hmm. do for me. Oh, definitely. Uh, either that or I would never be talked to by my family ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no invited to Christmas or nothing. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Honestly, Pat, James, Patrick, Kevin, Neville, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's been Michael, great having you, mate. Honestly. Michael, Stephen, Jack. <laughs> An absolute Matthew, pleasure. Mark, um, Luke and John Nevin. I'll well, be tuning in myself to hear your next few lads. Excellent. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank Pat. you, mate. Really appreciate Take care it. of yourself. Bye-bye. Football daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. I don't know about you, Toe. I did miss Big Gradle, but it was still a good show. Eh? Mate, I, I, do you know what? I love the big bastard. I love aye, him, and I miss aye. him. I miss does him. he love us, but? Yeah, do you know what? He does love us, and he's on silly way. Ross soon, calm and more. Aye, aye. and fucking Lorraine McIntosh and Ricky Ross. In a ship called Dignity. Uh, <laughs> do you know what, man? He's a real gone kid, man. He is. Maybe now, maybe. <laughs> 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 you check your, your Spotify for the English? <laughs> Alexa, play, play Deacon Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a good show. Uh, honestly. Two seconds, it's actually <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Alexa. Do you know? Alexa! <laughs> Stop. There we go. Sorry well, about that. Pat Nevin was a really good interview because he was just a, he was a bit different. It wasn't a run-of-the-mill football interview. You know what I mean? Do you know that way sometimes when you get a guest on or, or you're speaking to somebody 
and they've wrote a book. You're like, I can't wait, can't wait for that book, right. and you never bother your arse with it. I'm going well, to get. interesting read this one. Aye, it will be. I'm going to get his book because there's his insights into like even just the media sort of thing. You know, it's right. interesting. I can't wait to hear some of the stories because he alluded to there being some belters in there. You know what right. I mean? And right. and if nothing else. We've all learned that he can't take a fucking penalty kick to save his life. <laughs> 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 no, he was a nice guy. He was good, man. It was good. It was good. And you know what, man? At the end of the day, all we need to keep doing is living it up. Too, you know what I mean? Just right? enjoy life, yeah. Just enjoy life, right? But I'm going to go and get my dinner and just see how it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys. You okay? I'll see you later. Here we go. And now you with the sad face come up to my place and live it up. Okay, Chris, dancing away, yeah. Audio Frontier. <laughs>